Hi, this is Cohen Social Podcast. This episode is the part two of our host and holy experience. And here we're going to discuss some more questions that I asked Holy Ellen Stockley. We're moving forward um, to a part that's really interesting for me. It's your book. Because mm-hmm. I actually haven't met any blogger who's been publishing a book, at least like a small one. Because I've been obviously contacting many bloggers. And basically what they do, it's either a site or some kind of guide or anything, but not a whole book. So it's very interesting. And <laughs> why did you decide to write a book? How was the process? How long did it take? It's actually um, it's so exciting to talk about books, especially in the crypto <laughs> um, space. Yeah. So basically when I kind of like got into crypto I started reading I bought a few different books from Amazon and I started reading them and I found all of them again like really heavy and really overwhelming and I was just so sat there like my brain is not understanding this like and I felt like am I too stupid for this like why is this not going into my brain like I just couldn't understand them because they still expected you to know something about crypto or something about finances or come from like the financial industry in some way so I obviously have zero background in any of that so I really struggled to kind of understand what was going on so instead what I started doing was writing down all of my kind of research in holy friendly terms so that my brain could understand it and so that when I reread it I was like right okay this is what a blockchain is this is what bitcoin is this is what this does all that kind of thing and yeah I just started writing it all down in a word document and literally like I never intended it to be a book at all but by the time I'd like finished doing all of like kind of the research that I wanted to into like all the different coins and how things worked I was like oh my gosh I've basically I just have got pages and pages which is like a book and I don't I can't honestly remember where or who said you should write a book or turn that into a book I genuinely have no idea how the actual development bit happened but one day it was just like okay well we're gonna actually write a book we're gonna publish it this is what we're gonna do so it took about a year I'd say fully to kind of get it all done so I started writing everything down like last April and then decided it was gonna go into a book I want to say like September October time last year and then it got sent to the editor in January of this year and then obviously we published two weeks ago so yeah about a year in total it took from like start to finish but it's quite fast, actually, I think. Especially um, knowing that we weren't even planning to do that. For me, it's some kind of a um, whole new world, you know, about writing books and stuff like that. And actually, um, as we've been reading your article with my team, I think each and every person said that you, you've got a, a really lucid and nice language. Actually, at first, when I sent the article to see your review, you know, some, some kind of um, marketing stuff to make a better appear, let's say, in the search engine, and the girl who's in charge of it, she just said, probably should add some like in-text titles like small uh, subsections mm-hmm. but then when we were trying to do that uh, to like divide the text into parts we just couldn't do that because it's also coherent and cohesive and like just a, <laughs> the, the, the whole a whole substantial thing that can't be divided into parts it's just like it's just too wholesome I don't know <laughs> we just couldn't do that and we posted it as it is because it's just the, the language itself it really looks like you are an author you enjoy the writing <laughs> and stuff like that yeah 
So actually, actually, when I asked you about info, and uh, I was I was probably thinking at first that she, um, you might have some kind of literature education or something, because the language really no. seems so. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. I mean, I loved English at school, and I reading is like one of my favorite things to do. So English has always been one of like my favorite subjects. But no, I'm definitely not trained in writing or anything like that. Weirdly enough, though, like my sister, she is actually a trained journalist. But yeah, I'm the one who seems to have gone into writing, which is a bit weird. You got so like different people in your family. You're all keen on different things and it's just so amazing. <laughs> you have a lot of fields to grow and like you try just kind of tap into each of them. It's so great. Yeah, no, I definitely do not like being put in a box. <laughs> and now I'm moving forward to NFTs because actually at first, yeah, I, of course I saw on your profile that you were also into it, but I was mainly focused on your writing of course because we were talking about this thing but then yeah. um, when you already sent the article and I sent it over to uh, my team actually one of the girls came to me and said are those NFTs of the, the author you just sent me and I just I just looked up a profile I actually don't remember the media the media where your NFTs appeared they're on, yeah they're on OpenSea yeah and I was like yeah definitely this is her I didn't know you're so into it that you really, really do um really create that, that many of them I just thought that you're kind of in the stage of research or something and I was like oh my god but we can do something <laughs> about this as well because it's an amazing thing yeah because like, you write books you create NFTs and isn't there anything you don't do? So the NFTs kind of like came out of the blue in a sense that so I actually went to university to do art that's what I've like only ever been good at is kind of drawing like art's always been my thing and that's kind of what led me into doing the job that I do because drawing on paper and then drawing on people's faces isn't that much different but yeah art's like what I went to uni for and the only thing that I've really kind of found joy in until I found crypto but I've always been what I would call like a paper illustrator I've never been a digital artist like at all and then obviously when NFTs kind of started popping I was like I really want to try and push myself out of my comfort zone and get out of drawing on paper because like I, I know that if I put my illustration skills to work I can create digital media so I went and bought an iPad Pro and then basically had to teach myself how to use the pencil and everything like that because oh my gosh it was just you you would think that drawing on an iPad would be the same as drawing on paper but it's not it's so hard and I was like oh this is really like I can't do this and I'd say it probably took me a couple of weeks to like get my head around the software and brush strokes and all that kind of thing and then I was like oh I can really kind of create like really vivid colors with this and different collections of just whatever I want to draw basically I just kind of made them like I didn't really think oh these are going to sell and I didn't really kind of make them for other people I just kind of made them for myself to like distract myself when I'm like watching Netflix and stuff yeah, that's so cool actually so this is just like your hobby that also adds up to your crypto portfolio let's say so yeah yeah it's just like a little side hobby <laughs> but like did you discover this thing the same time when you're tapping into cryptos and writing a book or no what? No, not at all. Literally, I only started doing NFTs probably in, I want to say, like, December, January of this year, because oh. obviously in the UK, we locked down again the beginning of January, so I was out of work again, and again, just had, like, loads of time on my hands, and my book at this point had already gone to editors, so I didn't have any more book to write, um, so that's <laughs> what I kind of started doing my drawings a bit more, just to keep myself occupied. <laughs> 
Wow, that's cool. So like whenever you have an amount of free time, you just dedicate it to something creative. Yeah, yeah. That's so great. Oh my God. Like I actually sometimes when I have free time, I just like probably I should do something valuable, but I'm just like, now nah, I'm going to rest. I'm too tired for that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so great that you always like develop yourself and do so much of, uh, you know, interesting and really um, inspiring things. Because I can't draw actually. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't make a single NFT because I'm horrible at it. It's just not, not my thing. It's, it's quite cool that I've been able to incorporate something that like I've always really enjoyed to do. And the thing is, obviously, when I went to uni and did my degree in art, then because I didn't kind of really go into like the actual art industry, you almost feel like your uni degree is a little bit wasted. And I think a lot of people feel that they went to uni and they do something completely different to what they went to uni with. Um, but then this kind of brought that back again. I was like, there we go. Like I've managed to incorporate something I learned at university into my life. So yeah, it's like a little mini achievement from that perspective. <laughs> yeah, especially like crypto, which seems kind of like, tech overloaded thing with some you know complicated stuff and numbers and metrics and all of those overwhelming things and then you just like see this let's say a small light in the tunnel with this (laughs) nfts which is kind of artsy and creative experience as it is yeah it's so so nice actually that in this let's say serious topic you found something like so much there's like a bit of like extra fun (laughs) yeah that's so nice and okay um so did you have any kind of um investing or trading experience in crypto obviously yeah (laughs) before I started researching crypto I literally had never like I'd never bought a stock or a share I've always been quite bad with finances like not horrifically bad or anything like that but I've always been one of those people who kind of put stuff on their credit card and then is like that's next month's problem so definitely being involved in this and ever since I I sort of really found this interesting I've become so much more financially literate as well and wanted to like get hold of my finances and like not have credit card debt and all that kind of thing so it's it's done like so much for me as a person as well because it's really made me kind of sit up and be like okay like I need to be clever and smart with my money and not yet yeah, have that attitude with credit cards wow that's so nice so basically um, crypto was um, not only a complex thing for you to tap into but also some kind of general knowledge that you can apply with fiat money in real life yeah that's so great actually because when I came to let's say crypto field which was as I said before probably a couple of months ago when I started mm-hmm. to um, work in especially in this project and stuff like that and I've been kind of good with finance because it's actually um, what my education is kind of related to and when I came to crypto I was like wait but this is the different thing because I actually I couldn't find many parallels um, between what I started in uni and with conventional money let's say in crypto and I was like so for me this experience was kind of complicated but then yeah you just got into it because yeah, marketing is obviously um, a bit more creative than just talking all about trading and stocks and stuff like that. But yeah. actually, um, are you planning to probably um invest in more cryptos and like buying them, getting more into the technical part of trading and stuff like that? Or are you just planning to have this blog and tap into NFTs and stuff like that? Just leave it on a more creative and humble side, let's say so. Oh, 
<laughs> no, so I literally, like, I try and trade every day. Oh. Um, in my book, I call it active and passive trading. So I do a combination of both. So with passive trading, I count that as like when I like buy a dip per se, and then I literally like hold it and I don't sell it kind of thing. So I'll just like buy Bitcoin whenever it kind of shoots down and like accumulate more. But yeah, then I actively trade every day. And I, well, I do try and do tra- day trading every day, but obviously with my kind of normal job I'm not able to always have access to my phone or a laptop or anything like that so I love scalp trading which is obviously where you're kind of in and out within our max sort of time frame but with my being back at work sort of full-time now I have to do like swing trading so I might enter a trade and it might not actually like come out for a couple of days because I can't watch it sort of thing so I have to just like leave it and let it do what I want it to do but yeah I do I do try and trade every day like I absolutely love it like which is really weird again because like my my dad always says he's like if if I saw you like a year ago and you told me that you would be like watching charts and like (laughs) knowing how to read stuff I'd be like who is this person this is not my daughter but no I do I really love it and I really love active trading and the investments that I already have in my portfolio that I hold I am like planning on holding them for like five or ten years like I'm committed to hodling them that's actually cool yes you're taking up those kind of things which even your family doesn't expect you to take up that's so great and like is your family into this field you said your dad was really surprised so does he know many about crypto is he like interested or so when i first started my dad was like this is a scam like what are you doing no blah 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 he was like dead against it and my mum was kind of like oh this is fun like what is this new cool thing (laughs) that you're doing like completely polar opposites um but now because I the thing is because we were locked down and I had I I was with my parents through lockdown and I obviously have like no one else to kind of annoy with my (laughs) cryptocurrency (laughs) They were both like bombarded all the time. Like, oh my gosh, I found this out today. And this is my research from today and blah, blah, blah. So they were both forced to endure my crypto um, kind of information. And now they both really like it. They both have their own investment kind of portfolios. My mum doesn't do as much on it as my dad because she works, but my dad is definitely, he's retired and he is obsessed with it as well. And he will, <laughs> um, yeah, he, he's, he loves Shiba. I got him into Shiba oh accidentally. And now he's obsessed with Shiba. And he literally is like, oh, have you seen this and seen that? Um, but yeah, it's quite funny. So yeah, it's, it's nice though because you are like communicating and kind of bridging those gaps like between generations with something that a lot of people would think only sort of younger people would want to get involved with so it's really nice because again it's like having something new in common with like your family and bringing you together through something and now my dad doesn't think it's a scam which is great (laughs) yeah so you're like you're spreading crypto education and crypto awareness it's so cool (laughs) yeah so nice especially now that you have the book that makes clear crypto space it's so nice (laughs) like and by the way um like which exchange do you use it's just just like my common interest because I've been recently doing a podcast about exchanges I'm just interested yeah so I have crypto.com is like my main one 
um, because their fees tend to be a little bit cheaper than like Coinbase. But Coinbase is where I started off and I do still hold stuff on Coinbase, but I also like the fact that on crypto.com you can stake more stuff on there. So obviously you can like make your money work for you and earn more off of that platform. But, but then in terms of trading, I trade on BitMEX. That's the platform that I really like to do like day trading on. I have tried other ones. Like I did have Binance for a little while, but I found Binance was a little bit iffy with like withdrawals and stuff sometimes for me. Like that's just a personal, you know, opinion. A lot of people get on amazing with Binance. I just didn't really get on with it that well. Oh, Coinbase have Coinbase Pro, don't they? I did that for, I like used that for a little bit, but I found their platform kind of overwhelming and you couldn't get rid of certain boxes that I wanted to get rid of to kind of make it more simplified. So yeah, I came off Coinbase and now I literally just use BitMEX for the day trading and then crypto.com and Coinbase normal for like if I want to buy certain stuff to like hold. Yeah, well, that's, that pretty explains because uh, when I was doing a podcast about, about exchanges and stuff, um, I also, of course, I looked through many of them. Binance to me was also quite overwhelming. Probably you're right. Probably many people who are not that much into um, complex operations and stuff like that, probably they, they'll share your opinion as well about this. Um. Yeah, it's very kind of scary, especially when you're just starting out and you go on it and you're like, whoa. And I think that puts a lot of people off it because they're like, no, there's no way that I can understand this. Probably that's why Coinbase is basically um, considered considered sometimes an, an easier platform especially yeah, for the newbies yeah Coinbase is simplified yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You, but you pay all for this easiness because they have high <laughs> fees yeah they're this high fees you know, once you're once you're familiar with the metrics and stuff like that so you can just switch because yeah fees are high related yeah, de- to, to yeah definitely and well as we're on Coin Social Podcast uh, I was wanting to ask your opinion about our platform and like do you have any comments or suggestions about it like probably some improvements that we can do to make our platform better and you know just general comments because we are a developing project we are happy to accept almost whatever our let's say audience may say or suggest us i honestly think like what you guys are creating with your platform is so useful because i think what you guys are doing in terms of your platform is amazing in the sense that you can track obviously how a coin is responding at any given time to an event that's going on like I think one of the biggest things is like when there's like a really big dip a lot of people kind of rush to google and they're like why is this happening what's going on like and it starts talking about it and I think your platform obviously I really like the fact that you can see like the twitter mentions and like what exactly is going on with that coin at any given time whether there's been like a development issue or something like that that could have caused it to crash so no I really like your platform um there's nothing like on there at the minute that I would be like I think this needs to change or it would be better if you did things this way or anything like that I like the fact as well that you had the um the like little chat on there I think that was quite cool oh thank you so much it's so nice to hear actually yeah, we're adding more coins, and we're, we're like we're trying to engage with this, with those coins, with the community, because uh, especially in crypto market, it's sometimes really hard to, you know, um, let's say promote something, especially now when uh, the Google advertisements for crypto related products and services are still not working. But yeah, they're gonna, yeah. they're gonna start in August, which is like great nice thing thank you so much finally <laughs> but still when 
there are so many big names in crypto, especially in terms of metrics like coin market cap and stuff. So it's really hard to compete, especially when you're like, so to say, a startup. Yeah. Compared to them, but we're trying our best to like, you know, bring good and just be there for for those who might enjoy our features. Because yeah, we do have some special things to offer yeah definitely I think and as well like playing on the whole like social aspect of like what could be causing that crash is quite a unique way of doing it because they don't really have that on like Binance or anything like that you know like but like sometimes he the like founder he like does tweets and stuff doesn't he now and again about what he thinks has gone on but like yeah I think the fact that you guys are impartial to that and literally just show you what the internet is saying about that coin i think that's really cool trying to <laughs> to bring some <laughs> unique things as well yeah uh, to outstand in some way so actually i think um this is a quite massive talk we had and i think i have plenty of material to edit i really enjoyed talking to you actually it was so nice and the stuff you said the stuff you mentioned um, your journey your experience and the things you do are just so inspiring and so nice i well, was like really you. glad thank you so much for having me <laughs> Thank you so much for joining today. Um, Thank you. Well, bye. Okay, bye, bye, bye. Afterward, we really appreciate and thank Holly for joining our podcast. And we are sure that sometime soon we'll be hosting Holly again. Thank you for your time and stay tuned with Going Social Podcast.